Hello and welcome to another Off the Crossbar podcast with Regan Walsh and Brad Morris, in which we discuss everything that's happening in football. But before we get into that, if you like what you're hearing, like and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Edcast, or wherever you're listening to us, with weekly podcasts released on Mondays and Fridays. But as I said, I'm joined by Brad, and the Champions League this week hasn't disappointed us, has it? That's not us, but there will come a day when you stop reading that intro on your phone. <laughs> get energised you should be happy uh, it takes a lot to remember that intro <laughs> but I am happy, Man United won and it's nearly the weekend and for once I know it's been a long time since I've done this but the weather's actually nice here in Birmingham yeah, I'll say Wembley's pretty decent as well, we're already <laughs> going to have a nice enough weekend coming up exactly but we have to go over what happened The well what has happened the last two days, the drama is off the scale as usual. Yes, and that's just at Old Trafford. <laughs> yes, Champions League nights at Old Trafford never seem to disappoint at all. I mean, um, so we go into the game, Man United, Atalanta, obviously. Um, changes made from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from the weekend. Fred uh, comes into the squad uh, as Paul Pogba drops to the bench and. Uh, Mason Greenwood's in the lineup as well. Apart from that, no other changes uh, were made from Solskjaer. Um, started off really poorly, you got to say. Um, eight, 15 minutes in 19. Uh, Mario Palacic gives uh, Atalanta the lead. Very disappointing to see it happen so early on when obviously everyone's talking beforehand and obviously the days after the defeat to Leicester City United need a quick and instant reaction and to go 1-0 down so early on in the game is just not what we needed I think you are completely understating how poor the first half was oh yeah I was going to get onto that in a second you're too busy reading Ollie's comments after the game and say well I thought we played really well in the first half oh god no we were dreadful in that first half school wants to do stuff otherwise mate yes first half dreadful do you know what I have to say to Ali Gunnar Solskjaer when he says that comment? No, dear, that's wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, however, I don't care because games aren't won in 45 minutes. They're worn at 90 minutes long, so that's all that matters. Um, things got worse for United. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm just sick of it at this point. <laughs> uh, How do they always do this? This has happened for decades now. <laughs> it's the United way. Uh, things got worse for United on the half hour mark when Mary de Maral, uh doubled the lead for Atalanta and at that stage I was thinking this is going to be a long old evening I mean 2-0 down before half time put us I believe at the time with the other scores uh, bottom of the group it was just going to be an absolute uh, hellhole of the rest of the game for Oli's side and uh how the media fun would and uh, Ollie out frenzy would ensue uh, in the second half. However, United found some respite and found life in the second half and actually started playing. Yeah, after all those chances that you had, you'd finally find the net. Mm. In fairness, should, you just shouldn't have even been in the situation in the first place. You should have been way ahead. Oh, yeah, 100%. The amount of shots you had, and how did you not score at least five? I have no idea. I mean, just having a look uh, now, they had 22 shots with only nine on target. Which simply isn't good enough for the players that you have up front. Yeah. But like we said on the podcast the other day, it's about them getting to play as a team and getting the hunger. Because this team should easily be scoring about three, four goals a game with the quality of players, like you said, they have up front. But it's the fact that they're struggling to score goals is somewhat of the team's downfall no it's, it's hardly like you've got the best goal scorer in the world up front is it exactly um, he did score late on to, uh, Rashford and Maguire also, of course he did they also scored for United uh, but Rash- uh, Ronaldo 81st minute Man United comebacks and Mr Champions League himself to score just a perfect end to the night for Manchester United this was awful to watch yeah uh, <laughs> But it means... Huh. It was an okay comeback, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> At the halfway stage in the competition, United sit top of the group. However, it could all change in the blink of an eye, as we have seen last night. But it's good to see the 
resilience and the resurgence of the United in the second half and that gives me a tiny bit of hope going into this weekend's fixture but at the same time if we play like we did that in the first half defensively and Maguire makes that mistake it's not going to be as uh, good for us this weekend I mean that's now the last five goals have all realistically been down to Maguire's fault the four against Leicester I think he should have done better and then obviously one of the goals last night what does he start playing up front then well yeah he's a defender defender. (laughs) do your job and he sucks at doing his main job we've said this many times with stuff players just do your main job first Um, but yeah if there's the thing I can add because all this game did was just showcase the problems Mm -hmm. even more you won, yes, well done, but is that what people are talking about? Nope. No. Because you're just still poor. Just so poor defensively right now that it's it's laughable. Secretly, yeah, I was quite is. thrilled that you came back because it means we get to see more Ollie just being Ollie. But My take continues to be so true. There's, there's no bus involved here. It's a roller coaster. A roller coaster that just refuses to derail off its tracks completely. <laughs> uh, but like I said, and I'll keep saying it, I don't care how we're performing. If we get the victories, we get the victories, and we got the victory last night, and that's all that matters. Yeah, but the writing's still on the wall for Mr. Solskjaer. Uh, how many times like... can you accept coming from behind now and again? Considering the amount of times we did it in the Fergie era. Um, but there's a, but there's a big, bit. there's a massive difference with that era. Though. You're winning okay. trophies. Yep, and I have said it many times. Solskjaer needs to win a trophy this season, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what we do uh, in the cup competitions that we're still in. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change anytime soon. The board have got the confidence in him. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, but if I can add else, one last one. One last thing, just because of the pain that I suffer sometimes when I watch the football. And because for those who don't know, I suffer from tinnitus, which is basically an annoying ringing sound in my ear constantly. <laughs> Gets mm. on my nerves. But even I found that less annoying to deal with than whatever the hell that commentary was last night from Robbie Savage. All I'm going to say is that is why I have it on mute because. I can't stand uh, the commentary of BT. It's just so annoying. There was even more funny. I sent you the message last night of what he'd said. Uh, the two mm. words comment. That obviously yeah. everyone's had to go. I went on the highlights to that. Yeah. Do you know what's happened? What? The line is in there. But it now it says three words. Oh. I can't believe no one's called it out. <laughs> we all heard it's him ridiculous. say two words, Viva Ronaldo, good night, last night. Now you got on the highlights, it says three words. Oh, God. Even with as far as comparing last night to anything that's happened at Anfield, if that's for you, he's putting that with the 4-0 Barcelona. It's not even close. We'll get onto that in a second. But can we also pick up that good night isn't also one word, it's two words. So oh, even it one fr- word. Yeah, I get, it, I get it. Yeah, when you write it, you you put a space in between the uh, good and night. So even him correct the uh, BT correcting it this morning to say he said three words instead of two. He's still wrong. And as of the fact, comparing that to any previous Anfield nights in recent history uh, in the Champions League, well, um, he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I've always in the mind that they're they're probably really nice people actually, but. I just can't deal with them when they're commentating on that. You're supposed to be oh, impartial. Man. Oh, yeah, it's 100% the case. I mean, when you've got Robbie Savage, Steve McManaman doing eco commentary, you know there's going to be no impartiality there, and any good points raised are going to be from the pundits in the studio or the main commentator himself, not these co commentators, because they're just god awful. That's why, honestly, I hope. Uh, ITV whenever the next broadcasting rights are up for sale for the Champions League and Europa League and the other one 
that ITV get it back because I can't stand BT's pundits. Well, you don't know if ITV were to bring some of those guys over, so who knows? But hey, let's move on now because we have to talk about that game at the Wanda Metropolitano. I mean, Wanda Metropolitano, wonderful game. Get out! Just get <laughs> out there. <laughs> I mean, you this game point, at least make it make sense. Well, I tried to make Wanda wonderful. I should have said Wunderbar, shouldn't I? But that's German, and neither team are German. Anyway. It would have even made less sense. Um, cracking game. This game literally had it all. Mo Salah as doing what he's been doing best all season, scoring early on for Liverpool. Naby Keita doubles the lead, and then the Antoine Griezmann show ensued for the next half an hour of football. Can Naby Keita only score long-range volleys? Yes. Very rarely, Yes, yes, he can only score long range goals. <laughs> He's got the Thomas Hitchelsberger about him. <laughs> That's probably the weirdest comparison I've heard of Naby Keita yet. <laughs> Thomas I was trying to think who's very good at Janinia. <laughs> which one? Just any long range goal scorer. No, I meant which Janinia? The one who played for Middlesbrough. Uh, is that playing? I thought it was the same guy. The long, always known for the long range free kick. I thought the no, I thought that was the different one. The one that I always thought there was Leon. only one. I'm confused now. You you baffled me. No, I'm <laughs> pretty sure there's two Janinios, Pernambuco, and then the one that played for Middlesbrough. But that's a completely different tangent from the game itself. But if there was two things or something, it was contentious penalty decisions. Yes. I mean. Champions League nights and controversial decisions. Where do we begin? Let's start with the first one, because what the hell is Mario Hamasa doing? I have no idea. Like, I do <laughs> It's no so idea. obvious. <laughs> just, God knows what was going through his brain. Yeah. In that moment. It's just it all surrounding the referee. What? What? Just... But if we can have some solace of Atletico because that second one, mm. how has he changed his mind with that? I wish I knew myself, I really did. Even if it was the slightest contact, mm. he's found it enough to go down, hasn't he? The question is obviously, is he making too much of a meal of it? Yeah. I'm not so sure he was. Uh, I just. But it's a difficult one in that moment. Yeah, 100%. And that's why I was like, hmm kind of understand it but at the same time it was quite soft it's quite intriguing as well to see a ref have the balls to change that decision when you've got 60,000 home fans begging for you to keep it as it is hmm. if that happens in England that's probably changed oh yeah 100% or it stayed as it is because they're just giving to the I meant so they just give into the pressure yes definitely so um if there's all what if we have this uh, can we get a position going for Diego Simeone to come to the Premier League? Oh, I both love this man and hate him at the same time. <laughs> I know, he's just... Uh, he's one of these managers where if you bring him in the Premier League, some of the other managers' reaction to him, oh, it'd be like a war uh, every game you step onto the field. You just imagine a battle between Diego Simeone and Sean Dyche. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would be something else. It really would be. Um, we saw the good and the bad of Simeone. It was his celebrations just going mad. We, it's always against Liverpool. But, you know, it always seems to be his absolute shit at his best. Mm-hmm. But um, we also saw the bad because he appeared to not shake Jurgen Klopp's hand at the end. I mean, that's he seems to do that quite a lot, though, to be fair, with him, uh, Simeone. Yeah, but it's not... I wouldn't like that if I was managing. You win or lose, shake the opposite in manager's hand. Mm, it depends how I'm feeling on the day. Whether oh, I you're would. a prick, that's why. <laughs> uh, Griezmann had a night to remember and then a night to forget. So he scores two goals to bring Atleti level, but then gets himself sent off less than 10 minutes into the second half for what can only be described as attempted murder with that high font. 
It was a WWE style big boot. Yes. <laughs> Just I mean, completely accidental because I don't think he's even looked. Oh, no, I don't he's think not so. seen Firmino. So it's an accident, but you, you can't just give him a yellow for that. No, that's always going to get given a red card. But Liverpool got the win uh, with Salah scoring late on as well. Uh, right, a quick roundup of the other Champions League games this week. Manchester City put five past Club Bruges. Um, easy game for Pep Guardiola's side. I mean, 3 0 up inside 55 minutes. It was always going to be a long uh, evening for Bruges, wasn't it? Yeah, they should have brought Wesley. <laughs> uh, it was the Lionel Messi show in Paris with uh, him scoring a brace. Although he probably could and maybe should have had his hat trick if he was allowed to, if he took the penalty instead of giving it well, to Mbappe. We all, we all know Messi had a good night because Ronaldo came back the next day and took it personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so PSG went on to win that game three two. Porto beat AC Milan one nil in that game with Luis Diaz scoring the only goal. Uh, elsewhere. Sporting Lisbon beat Besiktas 4-1. Ajax beat uh, Borussia Dortmund 4-0 and probably the surprise of the match day. Do you know what this deserves? What? How could this happen? (laughs) How could this happen? (laughs) It's just absolutely crazy. They had all the names on. Where was Haaland? Where was my boy Erling? He's enjoying the Amsterdam life too much. Uh, elsewhere, Inter Milan beat Sheriff Tiraspol 3-1. Real Madrid put five past Shakhtar Donetsk. Barcelona beat Dynamo Kiev 1-0. Bayern Munich put four past Benfica with Robert Lewandowski doing what Robin Lewandowski does best. Uh, and that's scoring, obviously. And uh, Young Boys lost 4-1 to Villarreal and... Salzburg beat uh, Wolfsburg 3-1, which is probably a big shock there. I was expecting that one to be a no, bit closer. What did I say? This? I've said this. I said Salzburg were going to dominate that group that was quite open. Yeah. Uh, the other game in that group finished 0-0. And finally, in Group H, Juve to beat uh, Zenit St. Petersburg 1-0 and Chelsea put four past Malmö. Although the big worry for them is obviously losing both Romelu Lukaku and Timo Werner in the space of 20 minutes in that game Donna definitely more disappointed with one than the other secretly some Chelsea fans but they are now strikers well they've got Hudson Adoy yeah, but he's not a striker though yeah I mean he's not an out and out striker but I think he'll have to do there for now because you think about it, they loaned out Armando Braha to Southampton and he scored at the weekend Sold Tammy Abraham. Maybe they trust, yeah, sold Tammy Abraham. Maybe they trust someone from the academy. There's always one that you got to just find lying around, even if it's just short term. I I think it will, you'll see Hudson Adore used up top or have it to play yeah. up there. Let's be honest, does it matter with Chelsea? Not really. I mean, have you seen who they're playing this weekend? Right now, exactly. <laughs> so, let's... Be, you could play Kai Havertz as a centre forward, probably. Oh yeah, I think that's what they will do. Him, and then if it's yeah, because I'm sure they if did we, that. We, I'm guessing we're doing. Yeah, so uh, I'm guessing we're doing. Champions League was because I actually yes. forgot something to add with Barcelona because I saw something. The BBC Sport live text completely shamed them. Why? When they played Dynamo Kiev because on the 25th minute they put. Well, actually, no, they did put. They described Barcelona as basically a Catalan Wimbledon. <laughs> That's hilarious. Who, do you know who wrote he that? Must have been <laughs> I can't remember the name. Oh, but it's whoever does the, the live text. Yeah, yeah I think it changes <laughs> on a day to day basis. That's why I was asking to get out But that is absolutely brilliant. A Catalan Wimbledon. Uh, um, before we get on to what the Premier League preview, another European game that happened this week. Celtic, they played uh, on Tuesday, right? It's weird. You, you never want to talk about Scottish football. No, I, um, God, I never do. So their Europa League game, they were at home against uh, Ferran Cavros or however it's pronounced. Why the fuck did it kick off at half past three in the afternoon? 
We could also ask that same question with Leicester. No, well. they were they were in well, Moscow, so the Moscow time difference. You always play earlier yeah, than in Moscow. Uh, Why was Celtic playing at half three though? Well, was that Hampden yeah, Park I don't, uh, or Celtic no Park? Definitely Celtic Park. Celtic Park, sorry. Because um, I saw it, and I was like, "Why the fuck are they playing at half three in the bloody afternoon?" Weird. Um, but yes. Onto the Premier League stuff now, and um, well, actually, if we're still talking, you, we kind of have to mention Pats and Daka. Yeah, there's absolutely no way we're ignoring right. that. Actually, it's just mental. Absolutely, big ups on Twitter. Yes, as we found out uh, after we put out the tweet yesterday. Uh, so a little they... bit of Zambian Twitter. <laughs> so what an incredible turnaround it was! I mean, two 0 down at half time. Pats and Daka scores a nine minute hat trick. And then scores with 12 minutes to remain in, on the clock as Leicester win 4 3. I mean, yeah. What a signing he is. That's because they'd be waiting for that guy to deliver almost. Yeah. It's just been a case of adapting for him. Really, yeah. And he decided that this was the game to turn up. Mm. And what's even crazier is he, he's the same age as me, like he's two months older than me. Jesus. Like, it's absolutely all those studies make me feel older <laughs> uh, but yeah absolutely incredible comeback by Leicester and uh, the Pats and Dakershire that it was right weekend's fixtures yeah, we can do the prime preview <laughs> uh, we've got games all weekend apart from oh actually we don't have any Monday night fixtures so Friday kicks us off Emirates Stadium 12th versus 13th Arsenal Aston Villa how are you feeling about this one? I just want to win. Just want to win. We have to bounce back after that embarrassment. Yeah. Last Saturday. Thankfully, because of the team news updates, we could be on for another Leon Bailey substitute masterclass. Oh, he could be fit for this weekend. The word is that he is in the squad. That's good news. So, I feel like it's been an age. Fingers crossed. Well, another all-time cameo. <laughs> Imagine he comes on 80th minute. It's nil-nil. Dion Bailey scores the winner. He'd be on way earlier than that if it's nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be on around the 60th minute, 65th. Um, other games this weekend. Um, not many on Saturday that take my fancy. Just having a quick look at it. Um, you got to no, say, Chip? Not really. Chelsea you're will comfortably fancying, Norwich. Yeah, you're not fancying Palace Newcastle now that that has a new level of intrigue that we should t- talk about? I mean, from the Palace point of view, they'll be obviously hoping to bounce back from that draw at Arsenal. But Newcastle, obviously, the big news this week, we mentioned it in a video on our channel, uh, which make sure you go subscribe to it, is Steve Bruce, no longer the manager. It finally happened. Yes, Put out of his misery. Yes, allowed to manage his 1,000 game. Yes, can't complain there if you're Brucey. No, Being 8 million pounds retirement. richer. Then. Yeah, he's going uh, to retirement now, as he said he probably is going to do. Yes, 20 years as a manager, or just under. Mm. Uh, as you said, 1,000 games, nice for a number to go out on. Yes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what Graham Jones and the rest of the Newcastle uh, backroom staff can do this weekend against Patrick Vieira's I expect nothing different oh no I'm fully expecting them to lose this weekend but I'm, I'm not, not expecting anything ma- with any massive changes because let's discuss is Graham Jones a good manager no discussion mm, over really how, how would you know that manage Luton Town for a dismal period of time and I never want to talk about that man ever managing Luton again. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's your Graham Jones thoughts. Yes. Uh, um, what's on who could be the next manager then? Are you fancying a Fonseca? I mean he's been heavily touted with the job in the last 24 hours or so. You could understand why uh, the attraction of him he did okay at Roma was set to join Spurs over the summer though that changed when uh, Fabio Paratici came in uh, as director of football there but 
you got to say, though, is he going to be able to get Newcastle out of the relegation zone and moving up the table? And yeah, because that's what's sure. important. The, ne- the next goal that comes in has to be someone that's A, going to build something and make sure that they're not in a relegation battle. Yeah, I think that's the main problem for them now is making sure that come the end of the season, Newcastle are still a Premier League club. Mm. That's why for me, it's, it's nice to look at a Van Seca. Mm-hmm. If it happens, it happens, they're fair dues. But someone like an Eddie Howe wouldn't be the worst option. No, I mean, he's been out the job now for a while since leaving Bournemouth, and it, for me, it does seem like the perfect one, realistically, looking at Eddie Howe compared to these other managers that have been linked. Like, he knows he, how it, what it's like to be down there uh, fighting um, the cats amongst the pigeons. Um for a second there, I thought you were going to do a Paul Merson like you did on Soccer Saturday the one time so throw the pigeons amongst the cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I know how to get these saints right. Um, so I feel like he would, and he's more suited and knows the Premier League better than Fonseca, who I think would just struggle with this current squad. The thing with Fonseca is he knows he would be rewarded in January with endless amounts of money to go and sign players. Yeah, but it's then... But getting the attraction of saying right depends where they are January realistically for any new manager that comes in if they're appointed in the next two weeks is getting this club to being about mid-table by the time January comes around to have yeah, then any attraction think, yeah I don't think that'd be too hard to do no it's what two wins uh, realistically you're probably back yeah two wins close and to be. Two, three wins is all they really... They've just got to make sure this this season, main aim, very simple, make sure you're not one of the three worst teams. Yeah. There are some stinkers this year. Unfortunately, Newcastle are one of them at the moment. Mm-hmm. But in time, if they turn it around, they won't be. Yes. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, we've got to talk about the big game, obviously, on Sunday. Two o'clock... From the uh, London Stadium, West Ham versus Tottenham Hotspur. I was going to say, nothing else is happening on Sunday. <laughs> no. I thought you were going to say Brentford against Leicester. <laughs> I mean, that should also be a cracking game. I know which game I'm watching. <laughs> I honestly feel like putting both on at the same time, because I feel like they're going to be absolute oh, yeah, probably will. Um, yeah. we'll at, start... least, at least we'll have those two before we get, uh, you know, hype endlessly ruined. With what comes at half four? The second half of El Clasico, which we'll get on into a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll let's start off with the two Sunday games. West Ham, Tottenham. Gonna be a really close battle, this one. I think it's too hard right. to say who's going to win this. Mm, this will be close. I feel like Tottenham kind of have to win it. If there's anything or any chance of them starting off decently, mm. like they need this pretty much. Yeah, they need an early goal in this one as well, just to give them that bit of confidence going forth for the rest of the game. But if they don't score early on, I think it's going to be hard for them to get a result, and I think West Ham will grind it out. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like last weekend against uh, Everton, they just pop up with that uh, one goal late on in the game. Yeah, I feel like there will still be goals in this one. Hmm. Because this one tends to be not a goal first, but it does deliver I mean it's been a year since if you remember uh, Manuel Lanzini scored that goal against Tottenham exactly a year ago today so uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see an absolute banger in that one Uh, then talking about the other game Brentford Leicester this is two giant tigers going against each other and I'm here for every second of this game do you know what it is it's basically a slap contest just continuously hitting each other harder and harder <laughs> as it goes on. Yeah, these two are just going to be at each other all game. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's one of them where we could just see like the highest scoring game in Premier League history with these two because they just know how to find the back of the net. Like, it really I'm just trying to think how Jamie Vardy could shit out his way through this. Does he do a B celebration? I don't know what that would entail, but <laughs> it's Jamie Vardy. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. 
Or just somehow make bee wings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but... If we've already any celebrations, anything's possible, though, isn't it? Let's be realistic. Who knows, but... I guess we have to talk about what's happening at half or The elephant in the room. <laughs> From Old Trafford, Man United versus Liverpool. I mean, just looking at it, it's not filling me with any confidence at all. You're dreading this a little bit, aren't you? Yes. I mean, we have won just one of our last ten games against Liverpool, drawing the other six, losing three. It's... United defensively have looked woeful the last couple of weeks as we said on Tuesday and we said again today in the Champions League bit Liverpool like I'm just already imagining Mo Salah running at Harry Maguire <laughs> oh it sounds beautiful no it doesn't it, it sounds fantastic it really doesn't I the biggest big of United mm. Ryan still injured I, I believe. believe so, yeah. I think he might... There's potential he could be back next week, but I think he's definitely out of this game as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I don't know why I'm acting like that's so important. It's not like he's been so crucial to you this season. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't start this game well, then that place is going to become toxic. Yeah. It like it's it's going to be even worse than it was at the end of the first half against Atalanta. Hmm. If we remember a game between Man United and Liverpool in the past has resulted in a manager sacking. It's not half an inch or top. I know, I know it isn't, but it's nice to put it out there. It may be, but it's not happening anytime soon. Um, it's going to go either one of two ways. Liverpool will absolutely batter us and score a lot of goals, and it will be a bad defeat, and the question marks will be then asked again, or. United will grind out a draw. You know, I also you see we could still genuinely see one of those random Ollie masterclasses that happens now and again, hmm. where he just somehow manages to put the team in the right mindset, and everything that they're supposed to do just works out. Could that be a little help from upstairs from a certain someone? We never know. You seem confused. What, are you trying to suggest that Sir Alex Ferguson's going to come down and give a hairdryer treatment? I mean, if he needs to, he probably would do. He'd do that just to Ollie. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I don't know how it's going. Let's hope by time Monday rolls around, uh, we are a little happier than we were last week, the pair of us, after the war results. I couldn't give a shit if you win. <laughs> no, I mean, just in general, us two are happier. Uh, I'm happy all the time. Are you? We'll be busy enough on Saturday anyway, so who cares? Yes. Uh, let's get on to the European schedule of games because we have an absolute fun fest of games to choose from. Did you take your pick this weekend? We'll start over in Spain, and we did briefly mention it. El Clasico on Sunday, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Not quite the appeal it used to have in the past, but it's still going to be an interesting game either way. I mean, Ronald Koeman's no way in any good light in uh, terms of league position for Barcelona. Currently 7th place after 8 games. Real Madrid 3 points off the top. It's still realistically a must-win game for Koeman. It's always win game for both. Really, because it's the big one. Yeah. Whether Messi or Ronaldo are there or not. This is, obviously, this is the first time that neither one of them are obviously registered for the team. Which is so that's obviously the main see. tagline of it all. Yes. But they both need it. Oh, 100%. Because it's horrible when you lose them. It's still a massive game because they're, they're just two giants. Yeah, the two biggest teams in Spain. I mean, it's now going to be uh, dubbed the Karim Benzema and Sufati derby as... We're speaking of Ansu Fati. I'm going to change it. Don't you mean the Ansu Fati Vinicius Jr. derby? No, because Garen Benzema is still the biggest player at Real Madrid. And the Vinicius best player at Real Madrid. Jr. is the most informed now. Did Vinicius score yesterday? Well, I heard what I heard he's meant to be doing decent this season. Uh, he's had a good 
uh, season. He's, oh, yeah, he scored twice on Tuesday, sorry. They played mm. Tuesday, not yesterday. I know more stuff. However, Cameron Benzema did score as well. Yeah, but he's yeah. the old guard. And let's be realistic. It's all about the young generation with their £1 billion release clauses. Yes, as Ansu Fati and Pedro both found out this past week after they both signed new contracts to Gabby, remain at Barcelona. Gabby's already licking his lips. <laughs> and I don't even know. Has he, yeah, he's 17. I was going to say, has he even turned 17 yet? But he has. Because it's coming. <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say is don't try and sign him on Football Manager. It's impossible. I found that out the hard way. Uh, but yeah, Barcelona, I think, need the win more than Real Madrid, though, if we're being realistic. Well, yeah, obviously. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in the division, Atletico Madrid host uh, Real Sociedad. In, again, another big game, first versus fourth. Uh, Going to be very interesting to see how uh, Atleti bounce back because they haven't had uh, the best of starts to uh, the season obviously winning uh, the last time they played at the start of the month uh, but as a team uh, the Champions League game the other day was their first game since uh, the game against Barcelona well yeah that doesn't help but worth well, it because it's gone caught under the radar how well Sassi Dad have done this season yeah I mean nine games in yeah and um, yeah Decent. Yeah, nine games in, twenty points. Can't complain. I mean, what else can you really say about uh, Real Sociedad? Surprising many uh, compared to where they were a few years ago under a certain Scottish manager. Hey, they had to experience the David Moyes years to get where they are now. So did we. <laughs> right, let's have a look elsewhere in the world of football, and we will head now over to Italy and Syria. We have absolute big games on Sunday, two of them followed by each other. Start off Roma-Napoli. Jose Mourinho versus Luciano Spalletti. Yep, the inform Napoli as well because they've been fantastic so far this season. Victor Osimhen has come alive. Yes, top of the league, undefeated this season exactly just again another one that has gone slightly under the radar I think that's mainly because though how poor Juventus and Inter Milan are doing this season that's why Napoli like the media mainly talking about them two doing bad rather than actually Napoli have had a fantastic start to the season yeah mm. uh, and the other game is Inter versus Juve at Cortesway uh, Juve, they found that resurgence house telling you they would find up to 7th in the league and with a win they could actually go level on points with Inter this weekend That was a bad time Max Allegri did something again with them Yes, I told you he'll always come good with that Juventus team he just finds his way when he needs to Well that's not a sport now, let's talk about Le Classique Yes, we'll head over to Liege 1 in France as it is, as you said, Le Classique from the Stade Velodrome in France, Marseille, PSG. First versus third. Ten points uh, gap as we head into this weekend's fixture. However, all form, all results in the past mean nothing when it comes to these two sides meeting each other. I was going to say, doesn't. PSG obviously have the better team, but I've just seen that PSG won't be allowed any away fans. Very interesting, though. Don't really know what the reason is behind that one. I don't think it'll matter too much. PSG have got the better squad. Is Neymar fit? No, I believe he's missing this game as well, as mm. far as I'm aware. I was going to say, they just about got through the other night against mm. Leipzig. I don't, I don't think this will be as tough a challenge, but... I'm coming at it from the outside of you, who knows. Yes, uh, I'm expecting goals though to come uh, in this game. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see Messi score a brace. Um, finally, we'll head over to Germany and have a look at the fixtures that we have this weekend there. No, I think uh, too spicy to have a look at. Uh, league leaders, Bayern Munich, they host Hoffenheim and Borussia Dortmund travel to Armenia Bielfeld on Saturday whilst Bayer Leverkusen they don't play until Sunday when they play FC Cologne right it's basically two things Dortmund 
after win. Yes. They have to bounce back after what the hell that was on Tuesday. And I don't know if you see Bayern Munich, but Julian Nagelsmann has tested positive for COVID. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so see, that's me being first to something for a change. So, yeah, he's probably not going to be on the door for the game. I mean, as long as Lewandowski's playing, that that's all that matters. But Julian Nagelsmann's quite drilled in with the modern day or just the futuristic technologies. He'll just put himself on like an iPad on the bench and just zoom in. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me to be fair, actually. Yeah, actually, like, really you know one of those, like, have you, have you seen one of them? So it's your iPad on one of those things that it walks around with you. Like Sheldon did in that episode of The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you know what I mean, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, he's going to have one of them. It really wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but enough speaking well, about. I wish the... there was more of them. That'd be cool. It really, actually, would be quite good. Modern and day funny to see what happened. Yes. Uh, right. Speaking of modern day stuff, our predictions league. What games have you got for us? I don't know how I've made that as a link, but and that was awful as a link. But what uh, six games have you got for us this weekend? For the first one, I have Brighton against Man City. Uh. I'm going to go with Man City to win 3-0. Very interesting. See, I'm going to go 2-1 to Manchester City. Okay. I was I was thinking whether I put a goal for Brighton, but I think City will It's, okay, it's okay. This isn't Super 6. You don't. It doesn't matter if you do. <laughs> Not. <laughs> well, yeah, we still get points for the win, if City win. Game number two. Okay, I said six. <laughs> Good luck. Leicester Brentford. Or Brentford Leicester. I've I've wrote it as Leicester Brentford for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why you've wrote it that way. Um I'm gonna go two two. I'm gonna go with the Desmond. So I'm gonna go one one. Okay. Interesting enough. And what's the final Premier League game you've gone for this weekend? And it's the other 2pm clash on a Sunday, West Ham Tottenham. See, I could have made you do Man United Liverpool there, but... Rule one, we don't do our own teams. Uh, I'm going to go... Face each other. Yes. Um, 2-1 to Spurs. 2-1 West Ham. Okay. Uh, head over to our three European games now. What have you got for us? I had to have our Clasico in there. Yes, of course. Um, do I have any idea how this is going to go? No, but I'm still going to go. Los Blancos to win 2-0. That's Real Madrid, of course. That's, that's just made me remember that moment you did last year. <laughs> that's why I said it, because I have seen if you remember my yeah. mistake from last year. The original listeners will only know. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. Wow. You think Boss has escaped with a point? Yeah. You're a braver man than I, lad. You're a braver man than I. I do try. <laughs> Game 5. Le Classique. Marseille versus Paris Saint of Germain. Genus. Uh, I'm going to Genus. go... <laughs> Genus, bro. You better not be commentating on this. Yeah, oh, for fuck's sake, Vegas. I'm definitely not watching that. Um, I'm gonna go with two one to PSG. I say three one PSG. Okay, and finally, what is the final game? Is it one of the big two in Italy? It is, and I have Inter and Juventus. Uh, There's no name for that one, unfortunately. The Antonio Conte derby. Manage both sides. Uh, I'm going to go with... Just ignoring that. 1-1 one, one in this game. 2-0. Juventus. Wow. Okay. Also, is this the first weekend we haven't gone with the exact same score in a long time? Or did we do is last week? Oh, my word. Yes, we haven't gone with the exact same scoreline. Uh, a reminder that I'm actually one point ahead of you heading into this weekend's fixtures, although you did get the extra fantasy 
point last week. And speaking of fantasy football, have you made any uh, changes to your side? Yep, one change. Goodbye, CR7. Hello, Roberto Firmino. And I've also made one change. Ronaldo's scoring a trick this weekend now, isn't it? If he does, I'm going to laugh at you, but also laugh at the Liverpool fans. Uh, I've made one change. Lukaku out, because obviously getting injured uh, last night for Chelsea. And I've brought in Jamie Vardy, because I think he's going to have a party this weekend and get on the score Party at the Brentford Community Stadium for Mr Jamie. Yes. Right. Uh, Well... That we is have to end the, the show. And, oh, no, it's not. No, I have, it's not the end of the show. Don't worry. I said that is all. Let me get to the pre- moment, man. <laughs> this is all the preview stuff we do, but we do have some more clips and stuff to talk about before we end. So I'll hand it over to you now. It's time for the funniest moments of the week. My word! That is quite something. I don't know, Jeff. Has it? I do not believe what I've just seen. Ah, never gets old. Never, ever gets old. So, what are the funniest Wait, clips? Can we guarantee that Ray Hudson's going to be on commentary for El Clasico? No. I oh no. And I don't think Damn he is. It would be the perfect place to start the Ray Hudson commentary quote of the week. Yes. Mm. Not for this, but it's not technically a funniest moments. It, it's right. more funniest moments. Right. I've dedicated this week's segment to everything going on with what I call at home with the Acardis. Lord have mercy. What on earth is going on? I am fixed with this thing. I wasn't even this fixed with Squid Game. <laughs> I am in with this thing. I mean... This is making keeping up with the Kardashians look tame. Anything to do with Mauro Acardi and his personal life is just pure entertainment. It's pure entertainment for us. It definitely isn't for them, I'm sure. Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's why we, we have to try and be careful. <laughs> yes. There's families involved with this, but I'm st- this is hilarious, man. Honestly, it makes the Neymar stuff, what comes out with him, seem normal. And that's weird to say. What is the like the latest from us for time of recording? Like, all I, the last thing I saw was the stuff with PSG. But yeah, he's so, threatening to leave PSG if it is if his wife doesn't come back to him. Who's also his agent. And <laughs> the last and the last I saw is he's now uh he's only following one person on Instagram now. He's got rid of everyone else it's... and he's only following his wife. <laughs> like, if this does it honestly does sound like it could be its own T V show. Oh, I would so watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Give this this family a Netflix series. <laughs> right uh, F- fuck all or nothing. I want this. Keeping up with the Acardis. Or at home with the Acardis. Oh. oh man. It, it really doesn't what never get old. How does is it? this PSG's fault? Is he expecting Messi to give marriage counselling? <laughs> I mean, they are. Who that's for love advice from Neymar, for God's sake? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, no. That's the last thing you need to be doing. Angel Di Maria is just ignoring all his calls. <laughs> no wonder Genie One Eldon's not happy at PSG. <laughs> it's nothing to do with his plane time. It's just a card he's been on to him the whole time. Oh, it's just none, none of them are going to talk to him in the same way ever again. They're going to be fearing for their marriages. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. However, I'd, Somewhere um, it right now, Maxi Lopez is loving all of this. Yes. Um, I do actually have a funny moment on field stuff now. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but Brent, um, there was a game in the lower leagues. I've completely forgotten who the feck it was now. It's completely uh, gone out of my mind. Um, was it Peter? I the story and I might remember. The goal in the rain uh, from the Plymouth. other day. Plymouth, there we go. I knew it was a team beginning with a plea, uh, P. Plymouth. Which is what Mario Cardi's going to be doing while attending. 
have you have you seen the video of their goal Plymouth yeah oh this is amazing I mean the fact that the ball stops two or three times and the players go ahead of it and then the celebration oh 10 out of 10 obviously for those that haven't seen it's absolutely chucking it down with rain and obviously when it's raining the ball doesn't skip across the surface as good so there's about two Plymouth players that go ahead of the ball before uh, it's ended up in the back of the net in the luckiest way possible and then the goal scorer not too sure who it is goes off instead of doing a knee slide he does the Jurgen Klinsmann chest slide into swimming the 100 metres which is just absolutely perfect celebration he came out of it looking like Adam Peter yes <laughs> if we're speaking on fan clips that I've seen as well I don't know if you've seen anything with Nottingham Forest because a fan managed to capture both of their goals in the 90th minute when they beat Bristol City no I haven't oh pure limbs oh, just absolutely. pure limbs it's beautiful yes and, and speaking of fans the last, if there's the last one I can add Portsmouth because they're already in just pure depression Mm-hmm. Right now, beaten 4 0 the other night. Their fans just started chanting, We've got the ball. I did see <laughs> that. We've actually. got the ball. lose the ball during the chant and just, uh, We've lost the ball. <laughs> Which might go down as probably one of my favourite chants <laughs> of the season. It's, it's literally the definition of if you can't laugh, you'll just cry. Yes. Uh, Speaking of fans, there has been an update on the Newcastle United fan that uh, collapsed at the weekend, and he is in a uh, making a good recovery, as uh, the team have put out. You found uh, that Bruce had been sacked as well. <laughs> so that was bring him yeah. back as well. <laughs> Damn it! That's what I was just about to finish on. You took my line. Uh, no, but yes. Uh, so see Bruce is fine. Yes, and we get to see Potato Head soon. Oh, there was something as well, let's just remember, there was Scully, the weird four people. They played a clip in one of their news reports. Hull City, yesterday, their fans were chanting, we want Brucey back. <laughs> Who knows their manager? Is it still Grant McCann? Uh, yeah. I, think, I believe that's towards the bottom in the championship, and they lost to Peterborough. So... Not going to yes. I'd, I'd say I'd think Bruce back at Hall would be pretty nice if he wants uh, it. Also, by not well, they're in the relegation zone after that defeat to Peterborough. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said they were down there. I didn't know whether you said they were in the relegation. I said they were near the bottom. Yes. Anyway, I'm sure they thought that I meant that. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that is the end of our show this week. We will be back next week to review all the games and action. We're <laughs> Uh, and anything crazy that happens around the world of football you'll find out about it here on our podcast and like I said at the start make sure you are subscribed and like us to like us wherever you, you listen to our podcast make sure you're following us on Twitter at OffTCPod to keep up to date with all the latest news and stories and funny bits from around the world of football and until Monday it's goodbye from Brad see ya and it's goodbye from me we'll see you soon <laughs>